How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Do you know my story about this song? Uh, don't think I do. Freshman year of college, track team went down for the Florida Relays in Gainesville. First, we went to Daytona, and the coach dropped us off, and we heard music, and we ran down to the beach, and these guys were playing this song. And then Greg Kinn was also playing. All right. Some people my age I remember know who that, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I was, was just. Was it the Greg Kinn band? Yeah. And I was 18 years old. And I'm like, life will never get better. <laughs> and it never did. <laughs> I peaked right then. I mean, nothing's ever better than when you're like 18 or 20, right? Yeah. I try to remember that with Phoebe. Phoebe hasn't done anything really stupid yet that we know about, but, you know, she will. And it's like, yeah, this. I didn't have a magical college experience because my roommate sucked. Jack and Francis, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it was really important to me that my kids both have that. Nick had Mizzou. She has KU. They'll find the rest of their lives. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think you know this story. This was from three days later on that same trip to Florida. So 1983, spring break Daytona. It was just crazy. And every hotel had games going on, and you're competing for stuff. And I had competed in something, and I got a half shirt, okay? We used to wear those, yeah. not ironically. Yeah. And I did not, by the way. gorgeous girl comes up to me, and she was just beautiful. And all my buddies are with me, and all her friends are with her. And she goes, that is a great shirt. I'm like, duh. <laughs> and she, she's wearing some shirt, who knows? And she goes, I really want your shirt. How about if I take off my shirt and give it to you, and you take off your shirt and give it to me? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so, lady. <laughs> what? I was just in a belly flop contest, and I earned this shirt. <laughs> See ya. I wasn't born yesterday. I'm from South Roxana. Yeah, all my friends were like, you're an idiot. You didn't give up the shirt? No, sir. Oh, my God. You're like fighters, keepers, losers, <laughs> weepers. I'd have given up the shirt. Your shirt sucks, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I see why you want this shirt, but nay. <laughs> Stairway? Sure. Um, all right. So it kind of relates to what we're talking about there with like things are better when you're younger and all that. Do you, Does it bother you guys at all that we still play this weird game that Anything that's old is worthwhile and anything that's new is stupid and, and not worthy. Like, reading a novel is worthwhile. Playing a video game means you're a loser. Um, you know, if you're into classical music, oh, well, you have class, sir. You are into the classics. Meanwhile, if it's some kid learning, like if a kid's learning to play classical piano, like, oh, your kid's a genius. And if he's learning to play rock guitar, <laughs> All right, good luck with that one. Like, why do we still do it? I get why humans have done it over time, because what you're used to 
is what's cool, right? So previous generations, older generations are the ones that determine what the classics are. You can go for literature. Why would it, why are why are old books considered more classic than new books? What makes them so? Well, it's only because time has passed. And a lot of people said this thing was good. Let me stop you right But why there. do we still do it? That's a really interesting point. If Charles Dickens were 40 years old today and he put out his Charles Dickens books, do you think people would be like, now this is amazing? Or would they just go, eh, whatever? I think it would be both. Like, think about it. When you look at uh, the George R.R. R. Martin books, they're immensely popular and people love them. But then... The, 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 what would you say? The academics would be like, oh, ho, ho, but they don't compare to the classics. Yeah. And I think, would you think, I think it would be like that, right? I, I think just he was of his time too. So I think it was so impressive when it came out because he was breaking new ground and making things more accessible. I mean, I don't know like the history of Charles Dickens, but I'm pretty sure it was like, hey, I'm writing books that are both really, really solid and the average person can get into them. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I wish Amy was here because she could definitely speak to it a <laughs> lot better. But I think it was part of it is like, I think there is something to it has stood the test of time uh, and it's still relevant today. I, I mean, I guess I prefer to look at it more like that. Like, oh, I'm amazed that it's still relevant and it's still hanging mm-hmm. around after all this time rather than, oh, it's only good because it's old. I think we we have that like aversion to new stuff because we don't have that tried by time element to it. And a lot of people are just paranoid and think that anything new is is dangerous or bad or harmful in some way because we don't have the track record. Right? How many more generations do you think we will go and still be going to see classical music? I don't know. I mean, clearly people do, but are Gen Z people going to do that? I mean, some must, right? Because you're being, a lot of people are brought up on it. They're trained in it. Yeah. Right? So it's continued. And I agree with you, Rach. There's something about raising up things that have stood the test of time. I don't really have a problem with that. The issue is more with the running down of anything new. Because that was new at some point. Mm-hmm. I forget what started me on this thing. It, you know, I think it was a, an article I saw. People were talking about how jazz was ruining music. And now jazz is considered classical. It's considered one of the great forms of music. And But, but it, when it was new, it was dangerous and scary and it was bad. And it didn't compare to what people were used to. And I know why we've always played this game, but why can't we now because we have all of this knowledge and we've watched it happen for so long, just come to the point and realize, okay, the new things aren't tried and true like the old things, but we don't have to run them down as meaningless or worthless or a waste of time. Like people who are movie buffs will run down people who play video games. Like, what are you talking about? 25, 30 years ago, the movie nerds were like, oh, that's not really art. Or maybe more than that. Before movies became considered a legitimate art form, there was a time when they were not considered that. They were considered just stupid passing folly, and yet now they're considered important. And it's and I get it because it, there's time that's giving you context, but maybe we can learn from the past and not decide that anything new is stupid or useless. Because we do that now, I think, and I know I do sometimes when it comes to influencers you'll see on TikTok, like, oh, that's so stupid. Maybe in 30 years it's looked at the way that we look at actors now. Probably. I mean, it's just because it's new to me and and because some of the people are cringe, right? I mean, but some of the things that were written in the time of Charles Dickens that weren't as good as Charles Dickens 
went to the wayside. They were stupid. They were terrible. There are TV shows that were terrible and movies that were terrible. I mean, that all exists. I'm guilty of that. <clears throat> I'm thinking like when they announced that breakdancing was going to be an Olympic yeah, sport. Yeah. But think about the first time someone saw a baseball game. It had to look really stupid. Great, great analogy. Yeah, yeah. great compare. I mean, like, so why why would you not have breakdancing if you have ballroom dancing? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, one is more athletic than the other, but it's not classical, right? There, You don't have the history. Yeah, the, the first, first time Naismith was throwing a ball, which I think was a soccer ball, into a peach basket. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to last? Yeah. Or, I mean, look how big football is. Football is the biggest sport on earth. And there was a time not that long ago. If you go back 100 years, this didn't exist. Now, rugby existed in, in different forms, but the, the NFL is not 100 years old. I played one rugby, rugby game. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did that go, dude? That's for insane people. It is. It's for, it's for insane people and young people. Yeah. Because I played it in college, and it was insane, but it was fun. I was really successful because I was terrified. <laughs> like I was a wing or something because I was fast, and I got the ball, and all these big guys were just trying to kill me. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I don't think we actually played by the rules. I think we were just, like, playing kill the guy. Right. A scrum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like, you know, and chasing each other around the and trying to. The thing's just brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a, it's a great, it's a, it's kind of a middle ground, right? Like, it's not quite as. Like head to head contact, like football is every single time. There's more free flowing to it, but it's certainly a lot more physical than damn near anything also else. No pads, right? Well, that's what I mean. Like if they wore pads, they would hit harder, but they don't because you really can't. You'd be killing people. But the structure of the game's different, right? It's not one side against the other, and you're both going opposite directions like a head-on collision every play. Don't you think, though, that it's just human, back to the original point, that it's just human nature to go like, oh, no, something new is coming up. That's going to make me less relevant. So yeah. I should dog on it now and get ahead of this. I, I think. What it, do you think your yeah, worst maybe. areas have been? For mine, I'm sure it's music where <laughs> really? I have dogged on. So I think the worst era in music during my lifetime was the autotune era. Uh, Phoebe has made it through that. And now she listens to artists who I don't know. But they remind me of Wilco. And I said to her in the car the other day, you ever heard of Wilco? She's like, no. I'm like, you should really try him. It really reminds me of the stuff you're listening to. And I could tell in her head, she's like, yeah, I will be <laughs> yeah. running that down right away. But, uh, yeah, the whole, like, auto-tune era was just, just seems stupid to me. But then again, I'm sure my era seemed really stupid to my parents. Yeah. For me, it's the, it's the, it's the old movies. I can't. Like that, I don't know why that is, but that there's a oh, certain like the noir stuff. Yeah, well, it's just okay, it's, it's, it's basically hand. anything before the '70s. Yeah, maybe maybe some of the late '60s. There's still some stuff in there, but I, I need to ask my mom. I am fascinated with like Twilight Zone was in the early '60s. My Humphrey Bogarts were in the '40s and '50s. And everyone talk like that. Everyone's real staccato, and they're just, I'm going to punch you, see? Yeah. And Listen here, buddy. Here's the deal. If, if people didn't really speak like that, why was it on every show? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they did. And I think they did. And that's insane. It's insane that people live their lives, everyone talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, like, if you listen to, like, the old newscasters, you know, when you listen to some of the old, the uh, if you listen to some of the TV uh, newscasts of JFK, when that news broke, it's it is very staccato very. like that. Yeah, I wonder what we're going to sound like to people in eighty years. It's a great question because if we we could <laughs> do that, 
Dummies. We're just tuning in, JFK. <laughs> but people weren't tuning in going like, what's this guy doing? Yeah. That's just how people talked. Yep. Good point. We're better than them. <laughs> That's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really true. I mean, in 50 years, what will people be doing and looking back on and this was dumb and yeah. this was silly? And It's just funny because, I, you know, I think what made me think of it, too, was like something, it was something to do with music and somebody was criticizing a modern pop artist or something. And I was like, but how is that any different than like how everybody was afraid of Elvis and the Beatles and all the, I'm like, every generation has that. And you always think that new is bad, but it's it, like we, but we get over it. Like now... The bad boys were the Rolling Stones, and now they couldn't be more, you know, vanilla to most people. How do you, how does it strike you? Because I've heard these things, especially philosophy and atheists and agnostics and such, that we know who Confucius was. Yeah. We know who Jesus was. We know who Moses was. We know who Alexander the Great was. But there are so many billions and billions and billions of people who lived even 100 years ago who no one knows who they are. They've just, I guess you could go back and look at history and discover them, but that's the only way you're ever going to know that they existed. And the same will be said of us. Maybe 100 years from now, people will remember us because KMOX was a big deal. A thousand years from now, Probably we're not. lost to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bother you at all? Do you find it comforting at all? I find it comforting. I kind of do too, Rach. Because well, yeah. it's just like, what is really that big of a deal? Everything feels so huge, and my problems feel so huge, and then it's like, no, I'm just one person on this planet. Yeah, just a, just a spark. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, what, what percentage is it that are actually remembered beyond that 100-year span? Probably less than 0.01%. Like one-hundredth of 1%, yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, that, I actually agree. That is kind of comforting, knowing that. You know, you're no. not going to get blamed for stuff either. Right. <laughs> not my will, problem Nobody's going to be like, damn it, Wheeler ruined the world. For example, <laughs> I knew my grandparents on both sides. Uh, past that, I think I know that one of my great-grandfathers was a doctor. That's about it. I don't know his name. I mean, I could, and I probably should, but mm-hmm. I don't. And so my kids will remember me. If I have grandkids I'm around, they will remember me. Past that, it'll just be like, yeah, did you know your great-great-grandpa? He was a lawyer. He, then he talked was a radio on the radio. Guy. Mm-hmm. Like, really? That's kind of cool. Like, what's radio? Yeah. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> In 80 years. Even yeah. my grandkids might yeah. say that. <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Rachel, you have time for Burger King here? I do have time for Burger King. Um, you said burger. I know. Burger. Now I'm paranoid that I'm going to continue <laughs> saying it strangely. We're all listening. <laughs> all right, so Burger King. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm in your head. <laughs> Just say BK. Yeah, so the, the folks at BK are kind of asking a lot from their employees. This is something I have a problem with. When I was in retail, too, it was never like you just show up and you do your shift and you get to go home. No, you get to say something embarrassing. You get to pester people for their email address and try to sell them insurance on an item that they don't need. Well, now... She's really taking down the shack. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, that was just kind of part of the gig. Uh, But at least at the shack, like, you did have an opportunity to earn commission, so that kind of stuff was worth it. If you're just clocking in and you're making minimum wage or whatever you're making at a fast food joint, I think you should just be able to do your shift and (laughs) go home. What, What do people there make? I don't know what people... No, I mean the food. What are they making? Burgers. <laughs> They're making burgers. Burger. Uh, but at, at the old BK, they are now requiring you to offer every single person that comes in a paper crown. Oh. I know. And? There's, and? There's another part. There's another part. <laughs> they have to tell them, you rule at the end of every transaction. So I just feel kind of bad. I just but, feel like we're taking it too far. That's taking advantage I of those agree. poor people. Yes. But I'm so glad you told me that because <laughs> I will never go to a Burger King again. <laughs> I hate that stuff. I know. Rule. I can't go to CC's Pizza because I go CC you later, and I <laughs> am forced to acknowledge that. Uh, Raisin Canes and their little poems. Oh, that don't they even have. get me started. Oh, they do poems. Phoebe Glover wanted Canes every night for like five years. So, of course, I went through Cane's every night. What is it? It Chicken, chicken. It was like chicken, chicken. What chicken are you picking? Uh, But it was like more club. What is it? Cane's chicken. What you picking? Uh, There you go. There you go. See, like, like, aren't they, aren't Burger King doing it like they want to, that's their thing, like Chick-fil-A, because Chick-fil-A is like. My pleasure. My pleasure, which is a totally normal human thing to say. At the end of every order, when you're like, you're like, you take, they give you the food, you say, thank you. And they're like, hey, my pleasure. What do they say downstairs at KFC? (laughs) Here you go, sir. I mean, ma'am, or whatever is going on there. What do they say? Look out, Ted's got a machete. (laughs) Eat that, dude. Uh, look at that. <laughs> That's only the downtown the location. Paper crown thing. I mean, uh, a mat, well, I was going to say, imagine if uh, like a 30 something year old man went into BK. But if Andrew went into BK, I think he would like to get to get the paper crown. So maybe oh, that's yeah. a bad example to use. Yeah. But like offering it to every single person and then you rule, that is just, that's too also, much. Also, I mean, 
Aren't we kind of just like wasting paper on that? Like, isn't that just right. a nonsensical thing to do that for? Yeah, who really wants? I mean, other than very small children, who really <laughs> or wants very the paper drunk crown college anymore? kids? Because when I was a kid, I did want the crown, and I don't think I ever got one. I was never offered one, unfortunately. You didn't rule. I didn't rule, but uh, now everybody gets them, and everybody rules over at old <laughs> Boyga King. I just couldn't see myself at like. 18-year-old Wheeler, somebody saying, yeah, you know what? You got to say that to everybody. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not saying that. I will not be doing that. <laughs> it's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 438 DGS, shout out to Skip Weber. Uh, Mondays we do the Sweet 16, which he sponsors, and he had something come up he had to take care of, so he will be here Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Uh, nine out of the last ten cars I have purchased have been from Weber Chevrolet. Wheels here now in the in the mm-hmm. club, in the family. It's a nice club. Oh, that's right. Yep. I got the tracks from Weber. Come yep. on. Yeah, but it doesn't have a spoiler. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't have stripes. You should either. get one. It's over she get some stripes. <laughs> you get some stripes <laughs> on your tracks. And a spoiler <laughs> on the my and tracks. You'll, you'll, it handles better. Uh, we have a couple questions for you. Uh, first of all, the story about ESPN returning Emmys. What's that? About? All right, so so there there are rules. ESPN's that, been weird. Recently. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of a. This just shows you how kind of crappy things can be in that kind of environment. Um, it's super weirdly, like, almost psychotically competitive there. Like, even in the hallways and even for people that aren't on the air, like, everybody dresses real hot. You know, like, everybody's trying to outdo each other all the time and everything. Um, and this is kind of the idea. So for the Emmys, you could win. Let's say, uh, let's use uh, Mike Greenberg as an example who's on their morning TV show. He could win an Emmy as being part of the show. But he couldn't win an individual Emmy for best host or something like that. They have rules about not being able to double up. So they were using fake names on the list of people who worked on the show to get the extra trophies and then give them to the talent. And then the talent, then the Emmys found out about it and started calling them. You got to give that back. You Wait can't a second. That. Yeah. So they would say Nate Harper. Yep. And Nate would win. Yep. And they would take that and give it to the host. So it'd be like, okay, here's a, so here, like Mike Greenberg could win best host because he was eligible for that, but he couldn't get a separate trophy for being a part of a show that won. So if the show won, what they would do is they would create a list of people that work on the show, five or six people, and two or three of them would be just non-people. They don't exist. Fake names. And then that trophy would then be handed to the talent. (laughs) So they could double up. Man. Seems they were like double dipping. Very easy to get caught in that scenario. And it's so pointless. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's just so they can add to their trophy room. <sighs> but yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. It's weird there. ESPN's weird. And then you're looking at the trophies and you're like, hey, why doesn't this have your actual name on it? It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, why, don't worry about why it. does your trophy say Nate Harper? So strange. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Emmys figured it out. Yeah. And they're like, hey, <laughs> these people don't actually exist. And then you have two stories that involve Taylor Swift. Oh, the my God. One, about that? Tony Dungy. So obviously, Tony Dungy's a Hall of Fame coach. Yep. He does pregame stuff. But he said this weekend that he thinks Gen Z and other football fans are disenchanted with the NFL because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> what? 
she's bringing down the NFL? Well, first of all, there's no evidence anywhere that anyone's disenchanted with the NFL. They made $18 billion last year. The football ratings are killing it. What was the number you gave, Dave, on the Peacock thing? It was the most streamed. Uh, the most ever. Most yeah. streamed show ever, Live period, event. regardless. Of, yeah. Yep. So they basically still own everything the NFL does. And Taylor Swift has done nothing to bring down anything. If anything, Taylor Swift has made Chiefs games more popular amongst people that never watched the Chiefs before. Right. And it's just this. But again, it's, you know, I said the ESPN is weird. Football people are weird. They're very, they're very much about their little club. And, and, and when it's not, then now people are freaking out about Eminem because he was all over the Lions game last night. And they're, some people are doing it ironically to make fun of the people that poked fun at the Taylor Swift stuff. It's like, oh, so it was annoying when it was Taylor Swift, but it's perfectly fine when it's a rapper, right. when it's a dude who's a rapper. Right. Um, and then others are like, see, they're just forcing all this down our throats. It's ruining the game. And I'm like, it doesn't ruin the game. It's a little annoying, you know, when you've got the constant distraction like me. I'm into the game last night. I don't need to see Eminem. I don't need to see him up there. Like, I, I want to see what's happening on the field. Uh, but if it's during halftime or if it's in a, you know, it's like there's a dead period, whatever, who cares? Just don't do it when there's action or when there's something else that you could be, you know. Is this a recent thing with Taylor Swift? Like 10, 15 years ago, they had been like, it's Hal Linden from Barney Miller. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I mean, but obviously the Taylor Swift thing is super unique. Sure. But anywhere there's been a famous person who loves the team, there's been a focus on it. So, like, the one from when I was young, it was Jack Nicholson and the Lakers. Yeah, I remember that. He's on the sidelines of every game, and yeah. they showed him all the time and all of his famous guests that were sitting next to him. And it, that was that was it. It was Showtime Lakers. Nobody cared because it was L.A., and that's normal for L.A., but yeah, this normal thing, like if anybody, if there are famous fans that are really into it, like Ryan Reynolds, I think is a huge, no, not sorry, not Ryan Reynolds. Somebody's a huge Eagles fan. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, huge Eagles fan. Or if John Hamm is here at a blues game. You don't think they're going to show John Hamm at the blues right. game? Of course they are. Like that's totally normal. That's been happening forever. But I mean, people just like to complain about Taylor Swift. Yeah. They name dropped me at every girls lacrosse game I went to at St. Dominic. So, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm like, they're I'm just here to watch the game, boy. I'm like, sure all the parents are like, "We don't care." He's ruining the sport. He's ruining the sport. <laughs> he's taking away my enthusiasm. I am disenfranchised. <laughs> so, what's the deal about Taylor Swift and don't make fun of girls and then tell them so, to laugh? Yeah, this was interesting. So, so I saw it on Twitter, and it was an article essentially making the 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 the, the headline of the article was. Don't tell women they should laugh at jokes made at their expense. Which I agree with. Well, yeah, it's also everyone a, agrees with but that. But like we can then we can't joke about anybody ever at all. Now, if it's a misogynist joke, there's no reason that anybody should right. be expected to laugh. If it's a joke like about something they did or said like me saying burger weird. Yes. yes we right. jumped all over her. Like there there were a lot of levels to this because it was all about it was all about Joe Coy's flopping and how terrible he was and how I I, I know that Taylor Swift was one was Greta Gerwig the other one that seemed to react angrily to one of his Barbie mm -hmm. jokes maybe. Well, it was about a couple of women at the at the you know while Joe Coy was bombing and they didn't laugh and they looked serious and there were people who dumbly in my opinion criticized them. It wasn't funny. Why should they pretend to laugh? I wouldn't have laughed if I was sitting there. Uh, Harrison Ford didn't laugh. He was sitting there. Nobody yelled at him that he should be laughing. It wasn't funny, so it's okay to not laugh in that scenario. I, I didn't think there's anything weird at all about what Taylor Swift did there. But also, let's not make the argument that essentially 
you can't joke about women or men or anyone. I mean, it's all about how it's done, right? Yeah. Like, if the joke is about, look at that stupid girl. Well, yeah, don't laugh at that and don't tell someone they should laugh at that. But if the joke, unfortunately with Joe Coy's case, it was just not a funny joke. So it's hard to say, yeah, laugh at that. But his joke was not about Taylor Swift. It was about the television networks trying to capitalize on Taylor Swift being there because her boyfriend is Travis Kelsey. And it was a poorly, poorly done thing. I just the article was such a dramatic overreaction to the whole thing. Like, you know, it, it's okay to joke about anybody, depending on how you approach it. You know, to in the same vein, I was thinking about this and um so I came into this business in, in 2000 and have had a really good run. If I were to try to break into entertainment now and just be me, no one would ever hire me. And it's, it strikes me as, you know, when the president's giving a, a press conference and he starts walking off and all the reporters start screaming. That's what it feels like in entertainment these days, that everyone is just screaming to be seen. And to be heard. And I've never done that. Like, that's just not my style. Mm. And so I would I would have to keep being a lawyer or go be a server at Capitol Grill or something because I, no one would ever hear what I do now and go, let's get that guy. No, because you have to scream at the top of your lungs for people to look at you to stand out. I think that's sad. I feel bad for people trying to break into uh, the entertainment business yeah. today. To a degree, it's understandable in that the math is different. You know, there are millions more people now getting yeah. attention because there are a million more ways to get attention. Yeah. yeah. Word. So thanks for sticking with us through a show that felt like a dream because no one else is in the building. <laughs> they didn't turn the lights on. They didn't turn the heat on. Andrew's gone. It just felt really weird, but it's been fun. Rach, is this another metaverse sexual assault? No, it's the same one. Let me pull it up here because I we were just talking about it the other day and we didn't know, you know, the details yeah. here. Um, so this woman said that she was targeted by four anonymous and supposedly male attackers um, just because she says she had a female avatar. She had just signed up for the metaverse for the first time and she said 60 seconds into the metaverse is when she Jeez. was assaulted. Jeez. She said they relentlessly harassed me and then proceeded to what can only be described as the sexual assault of my avatar. She said it was surreal and horrible. And this happened inside a virtual reality game called Horizon Worlds. This is operated by Meta. Um, so they, she said that the assailants yelled obscenities at her and took photos of her avatar while humiliating her. So that's kind of the details. We talked about this last week, but we didn't really know, you know, like what was going on there. That's what was going on. Um, experts are saying that this is more likely to happen in places like the metaverse because you feel disconnected from your identity on there. It's it's kind of like the show today. It feels like we're, you know, walking through molasses or something. We're in a dream. You can kind of get that sort of feeling when you're in VR. So then maybe people become out of touch. I mean, that's well, making excuses for poor behavior. Well, but. if I were to be representing her, I would say that the people who designed the metaverse designed it in such a way that you believe that you're that person. They want it to be real enough and immersive enough that you can enjoy being that avatar playing a game. Right. And so if you can 
get yourself into that mindset through technology and really enjoy the game, and I, I really felt like I won that race or hit that home run, then certainly you can feel other emotions and feel negative emotions. I don't I, I can't picture it because the last time I saw the metaverse, it looked like Yeovil. I mean, it just looks stupid. Right. Um, also, what can I'm, – I'm, I don't know this about the game, but, like, what are the capabilities? I mean, can you, like – jump on top of someone? What's the view look like? Because, I, I mean, this is no question a form of harassment one way or another. The question, I guess, is just how you categorize it, but it's bullying, right? So, absolutely. Um, so the woman who this happened to said, it happened so fast, I kind of disassociated. One part of my brain was like, what is happening? The other part was like, well, this isn't a real body. And another part was like, this is important research. So she kind of wanted to stay hmm. in the moment a little bit to kind of see like, well, what can happen here? Um, they do have a personal boundary feature that you can uh, activate within Meta. And it doesn't allow non-friends to come within four feet of your character. But she said that she just kind of got scared and froze in right, the moment right. and wasn't able to activate it in time. Hmm. Why do jerks just have to be weird? Like Such a good question. I don't understand that at all. Because you're clearly intentionally trying to inflict some kind of harm on that person. To me, one of the most uh, interesting and disappointing phenomenons over the past 20 years has been trolls. Yeah. That's just, what, yeah, that's what that is. Just to know that there are that many humans who have that much time, who get that much kick out of just being absolute a-holes. Yep. I, I, I Honestly, I've been really shocked by that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very sad. And it's a, it, the question I have is, were there, I mean, they, there had to have always been trolls had to who been. wanted to do things but couldn't, and now you just can. Yeah. But and I you're am anonymous. I'm, yeah. What an amazing time for people like that. <laughs> yeah. How you, sick you are you, You were just in your mom's basement. Like, get help. Getting SpaghettiOs on your chest, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden you feel relevant. Yeah, I know that's what it is. It's that feeling of power that you can affect people just because you want to. And the anonymity. And the easiest way to affect people is to make them angry. It's harder to make people like you. It's right. easy to right, make right, people right. hate you. Yeah, That's a good point. Really good point. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum a monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.